Blessings one and all. I'm Paul James Caden from The Mystic Fire. And on today's episode, it's going to be kind of a special presentation because I want to present to you an older episode from my other podcast, The Spirit Side, that deals with the communion with angels and saints. Now, The Spirit Side started out here on Anchor and it has since uh, gone to a different platform. And some of the older episodes got left behind. And I wanted to bring them here to the Mystic Fire because they really blend well in their subject matter with what we talk about here. And I thought this episode about communing with saints and angels has a lot to really think about, to meditate on. It makes some really great points. And I hope you enjoy it. So have a listen and I'll see you next time here on the Mystic Fire Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spirit Side Podcast. For those of you who listen to the Spirit Side on the popular podcast sites, we're back from the hiatus. Uh, I was in the middle of a move. We were uh, packing all of uh, February and made the the move on March 1st. And those of you who listen to the podcast on YouTube, I have posted some videos there. So welcome back. We're getting the spirit side back up and running, both on the podcast sites and also here on YouTube. So I was thinking today, what did I want this come back after the hiatus podcast to to be about for those of you who who haven't heard from me for a while who maybe don't listen to the YouTube channel and I was thinking today about the concept of the communion of angels and saints and at first glance most people will probably say well that sounds like a very uh, catholic concept the communion Uh, of saints and angels. And by and large, it is in our our modern world, that's what we think of. But, you know, my thought has always been when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to the concept of God, that God is love and the divine spirit is so much more greater and awesome and kind, and loving than we give him credit for. You know, I think a lot of us have these really peculiar religious ideas about the the gods of wrath that have come to us through uh, various uh, religions, but I don't really think that that is an accurate picture of what the divine spirit is about. And when it comes to the concept of the communion of uh, with angels and saints or people that have passed on before us, a lot of folks look at that and go, oh, you know, that's, that's a sin, that's terrible. And again, th- th- this is a very Christian fundamentalist idea that, that has been put out there. And it goes to show that people that walk this path aren't aren't really that privy to 
the history of Christianity, you know, the, their own religion. Civilizations, religions, spirituality throughout time has always believed in some form or another of contact and communication or communion with the spirit world. And early Christianity is no different. Before there was a Roman Catholic Church that kind of took the whole shebang over in the Christian religion, many of the early Christians would, would go to the graves of apostles or uh, people who were considered great saints that, that they knew of uh, in their area who were maybe martyred or passed away, or they would go down into the catacombs where uh, some of the the the, um, the graves of the the apostles uh, allegedly were, and, and and they would petition these these saints, the these great people of the faith, for prayer and favors. Now these were were very early believers in Christ who did this. And sometimes they would bring an offering to the grave of the saint who they were asking for a favor. Whether it was flowers, whether it was a candle, whether it was um some form of food, uh, you know, what they came to call, you know, soul cakes, you know, at one, one particular, uh, at one particular time in history. So there were people who did this and, and folks can say, you know, what they will about the, the Catholic church, but it actually did engulf and bring aboard a lot of the old traditions of the early Christians. And now it certainly got mixed in with, uh, you know, a good batch of uh, some of the Roman pagan religion and some of the things that, you know, these councils came up with uh, later on and, and kind of added to uh, the Christian religion. But they did bring in, you know, some of the old traditions. And so many, many people who may not jive so well with the Catholic Church, you know, they, they throw the baby out with the bathwater. And when it comes to what the Catholic Church calls the communion of saints, you see so many Protestants and uh, fundamentalist and evangelical Christians who will say, well, that's paganism. They pray to saints. We're only, you know, so we're only supposed to pray to God. And they, they fail to realize that this was a very early Christian tradition, pre-Rome, that people were petitioning the saints or the martyrs for favors and prayer. And I say to that, ladies and gentlemen, why not? Why do we think, why do we have this concept that when we die, when we leave this earth, we go to 
some heavenly realm where we don't even think about what's happening back here on good old planet Earth anymore. We're, we're sitting on a cloud, playing our harps in, you know, heavenly bliss. And we, we no longer think about, gee, I wonder if my husband is okay. I wonder if my children are okay. Is my family okay? Nope, we just forget all about them like, like they never existed. Now, does that even sound realistic or, or the way that a great divine spirit, the, the creator of all things, would manage the universe? You know, many people say, and, and they've always said, that everything here on earth is a copy of what is you know, in the heavenly realms, in the spiritual realm. So here on planet Earth, we have family and friends, our faith community, if, if we go to a certain uh, church or synagogue or temple or wherever we, we may worship, and we help one another, we'll pray for one another, those religions and spiritual paths that believe in healing will administer healing prayer to those who are sick, whether it's anointing them with oil, laying hands on them, energy healing through prayer, whatever the case may be. So why wouldn't it be that those who have left the earth, why wouldn't they still be a part of our spiritual family? That's something that I've believed all my life before I knew anything about religion. And those of you who have listened to the podcast long enough and have heard some of my stories and history um, my concept of, of God and spirituality that, that I had when I was very young, we're talking three, four, five years old, and nobody told me about this stuff. My family wasn't particularly religious at the time. It was just there. This connection to something greater that I always felt was around me. And as I got a little bit older, I always felt that we had like friends and family over there. The angels, the saints, our loved ones, they're, they're, they're all still there. They're helping us in whatever way that they can from the other side. Now, just as this material world that we live in has certain laws, we just can't cross over into the world of the spirit anytime we want. And I feel that there are laws in the spiritual realm that, 
Maybe they just can't come waltzing in anytime they want or anytime we call on them. You know, I, I think maybe uh, uh, God has the final say in, in, in that sort of thing. But it doesn't mean that they don't know what's going on or maybe they're offering some higher form of prayer for us in our times of need. And how many people have had that encounter where they were just in a real mess in their lives and a deceased relative would appear to them or an angel, this being of light with these enormous wings or sometimes a saint, whether it was Mary or St. Patrick or, you know, whoever the case may be. People have had those very real experiences that have changed their lives. And many of them who had those experiences were, were physically healed of terminal illnesses or rescued from life-threatening situations. So I believe these beings are there. I I believe in the communion, the, the interaction between angels and saints. I don't believe they're all over there just having a grand party, playing their harps, doing whatever they do, you know, in a in the world of spirit and we're just here floundering and they don't even they don't even have a thought you know a micro thought about what the heck's going on over here i've i never believe that and it doesn't sound right to me now this doesn't mean that a person should you know naturally you know you you would not worship angels or saints or a deceased relative. You know, there's only one divine being. I mean, that is my belief, and I'll agree with a lot of a lot of other people on that point, you know, that there is only one divine being. You know, God is the only one that, that we worship. As we say in metaphysics, God is the only presence. God is the only power, you know, He is the one who has all of this under control, so to speak. But that that doesn't mean that you couldn't ask maybe the prayer of a deceased loved one, help from your guardian angel, help from a certain saint. And this is why the Catholic Church has uh, certain saints who have died, uh, people that had very uh, mystical experiences or uh, showed very uh, mystical kind of, uh, I, I don't want to say powers, but things would happen around them or to people around them uh, that were very unexplainable. And some of these people overcame, whether it was depression or cancer or um, they really loved and took care of children in their lives, or they supported mothers and orphans, whatever the case may be. They helped the poor. 
and this is why they have certain saints where, say, someone has uh, something like a cancer, you know, they, they would petition a certain saint who overcame that in their lives or miraculously healed others of the same malady. And that's where they get that from, you know, Saint so-and-so, you know, you you were miraculously healed of this malady or overcame this problem and helped others to do the same. Uh, so I'm calling on, you know, your help, your prayer, kind of your expertise to uh, to help me through this problem that I'm having. So it's it's really no different than like, I guess you could say going to a doctor, you know, if, if you had something wrong and you went to a specialist. And I know a lot of people, you know, they, they look at the, uh, uh, the Catholic rendition of this and they say, well, they're worshiping and praying to the, these other people. But the, the fact of the matter, and, and I did my stint in the Catholic church like a lot of other people did. And that was my understanding, that was my learning, you know, that was said over and over and over again, is that, you know, you didn't worship the angels or saints, you know, it was no different than asking your mother or your father or your brother or your pastor or your priest or whomever here in this world to pray for you or to help you, or even that, going to a doctor, a specialist, uh, who specializes in a certain problem to to help heal your body or your mind or your emotions. So it's the same concept. And I don't really see anything so wrong about that. I mean, we can, we all have our opinions and we can all, you know, agree to disagree and, and, and that's fine. But that's always been my my thought on this matter that 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 I think that we do we we all are one spiritual family here and there, and you know folks, as someone who studied metaphysics for for a number of years and and metaphysics teaches that. Pretty much, you know, God is the supreme power of the universe. And everything that is negative and harmful or dark or whatever the case may be, it's, it's, not, it's not really reality because it doesn't come from God. God didn't create the sickness and the disease and the problems and, and, and all that sort of thing. And so metaphysics always says, you know, turn toward God first and foremost and know that, you know, the higher power of God, the higher laws of God will always overcome the lower laws of the material universe. And there's a lot of there's a lot of people that have experienced a lot of um, physical healings and uh, other um, I guess you could call answers to prayers uh, through through having this mindset and 
and praying in uh, that metaphysical kind of way. And it just makes me think. It just makes me think that the same concept with communion with angels and saints that we get so steeped in this world like this is all there is like this is the most powerful you know place in the world this is you know you hear people say well i believe in god but this is reality well is it if the spiritual realm, what many people call heaven or the heavenlies, is spiritual, it is energetic, it is eternal, it does not get old, it is not subject to time or decay, then what is the real world? Everything in this world is always passing away. It is getting old. People die. Things break down. Nothing here lasts forever. So if there is a place where things and people are not subject to time and decay, then what is the real reality? What is the one that will still be standing after this material universe is long gone. So why do we put so much stock in this world? Like the spirit world or God, man, they, they just can't reach us here. Maybe that's why sometimes when we do pray when we do ask for help. It's, it's so slow in coming because we're not really, we're not really asking in faith as the Bible would say, when you pray, have faith. We're not praying or asking with confidence that, hey, God's got my back. My heavenly family's got my back. The angels have my back. You know, I, I have a whole, a whole host of beings and people that are for me and who have appeared to people and overcame the greatest problems in this material realm over and over and over and over again. So I can ask in, in, in some pretty good confidence to say, hey, I need some help here, guys. And I can feel fairly certain that I'm going to get that help. Even if that help is greater peace when it's my time to leave this world. But if we don't ask in confidence or, or faith knowing that all these forces, all these beings are for us and they want to help us. 
but most times when people do pray or ask for help, it's out of desperation. The little life as they know it has crumbled. It, it hit a bump in the road. Things are suddenly going sideways. And then it's, oh, help me. Oh, God, you know, desperation mode. And sometimes desperation mode, calling out for help, can certainly bring help. I'd certainly say, you know, don't not do it. <laughs> but I, I think and have found that it's better when we do have an element of faith and confidence in that other world, when we speak, when we ask, when we need help. So might we be diminishing our, our confidence in the spirit world by just, well, you know, the only person... Uh, you know, we can talk to is God and maybe he will, maybe he won't. Maybe I have to pay for my sins by going through this big problem that I'm going through. And I'm all alone in the world. <laughs> but might it be a different story if if we have a little bit of confidence that you know, the Divine Spirit is not this wrathful, mean, angry dude on a golden throne with a crown on his head, you know, just chomping at the bit to, uh, you know, pound down the poor sinners and sling them into hell, you know, with a, <laughs> with a slingshot. And I guess with that kind of theology that's been pumped into people, for so many decades, maybe that's why a lot of people don't have confidence or don't have the faith that when they ask for help, that they could actually get results, that that help could come. But wouldn't it be comforting and wonderful as well to think and to know, hey, the divine spirit, man, he's got my back. And I got my spiritual family. We're all in this together. Maybe I'm sitting in this room all by myself with nobody to call upon but God. But man, there, there, there's God knows how many other people or beings or angels or saints that are for me, or maybe right here in this room with me. Maybe I can't see them. Maybe there's that time as people say, well, I sense this presence around me. You know, I prayed or I was feeling bad. I was going through this hard time. I was all alone, but I would feel this presence around me. I don't know who it was, but I felt this presence, this peaceful presence. I'm sure we've all, many of us have had that experience We've all known somebody who had it and told us about it. Well, I wonder who that presence could have been. 
And sometimes it's a very definite presence. People feel the presence and they smell their, their mother's perfume. They feel the presence and they'll smell the tobacco that their grandfather used to smoke in his pipe, or whatever the case may be. Sometimes it may be the presence of God, sometimes it may be the presence of an angel, sometimes it may be the presence of someone, a family member, a friend who passed on before us, or a, fa a favored favorite saint. You know, we, we don't know. But I think these experiences do show that there's more communion, more connection between us and the spirit world than, than most people care to think about. Because religion has told them it's wrong. It's a sin. But I'll also go this far to say it's a different it's a different story to ask a saint or a deceased loved one or a guardian angel or an archangel. It's a lot different to talk to those folks and ask them for help, whether in plain English or lighting a candle and having formal prayer. It's a lot different to do that or, and, and maybe meditate on their presence. Just getting some peace of mind, meditating on their presence. That is a lot different than sitting down and trying to call up spirits from the dead. Now that's where we could possibly get into some problems. Now, I, I personally don't have anything against those who do mediumship. But the people that I know who, who do it, who are very religious people or spiritual people, they're very careful because they're very much aware that, you know, you don't know who or what you're going to get a hold of. I mean, this kind of thing, uh, spirit, spiritualism, contacting spirits, you know, it, it's had its triumphs and it's had its defeats because all of them will, will admit sometimes that they'll get a hold of something or someone who masquerades as the spirit they're trying to call on, and then it turns out to be not so good. Uh, they were duped by this this being, this spirit. So it's a little tricky, and I and I th I feel that's why that is in the Bible. You know, to just you got to be careful with that kind of thing. But we're not talking about that here. We're talking about asking a particular saint, angel, or person for help. Pray for me. Bring your your energy, your presence, your expertise to, to help heal me and bring me through this trial. 
And it's not that you're worshiping them. If, if that's the case, if I were to go to my wife right now and ask her to pray for me, well, that would mean I'm worshiping my wife. Well, that doesn't make sense. You know, we're, we're, we're splitting hairs here and, and, and getting off a little, you know, too far in the ditch on the side of the road. Uh, because asking someone to help you, to pray for you, to, uh, to comfort you with their, with their presence, because you find comfort in their presence. You're not worshiping that person or that being. That is a gift from God. Those people, our family, our friends, our saints, the angels, our guardian angels, that we can talk to like friends, family, ask for help, relate to something that they went through in their lives, learn something from what they taught, take comfort in their story, their presence, their faith. That's a gift from God, and that is a gift of family and friends and just being there for one another. And I think those folks on the other side are there just as much as we're here for one another here in this world. That has always been my honest thought and take on this subject. So once again, I, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you got something out of it. I really appreciate all of you who listen and watch and listen on YouTube. It's greatly appreciated. And until next time, I just wish you all peace and blessings and love. And I'll see you all in the next episode of the Spirit Side Podcast. Peace. <laughs>